Matic. Becky, great ball in. Ellen White for Manchester City. Welcome to this very special episode of MCW Fancast. I'm Emma, thanks for listening. It's a hundredth episode, so the way we thought we would remark this very special occasion is by doing a very special end of season review for the 2021 season. This week I'll be joined by Dave, Jane, Kaz and Jude from the OSC as we recap our Man City season campaign. All the highs, all the lows and all the talking points to come from the last however many months it's, it feels like it's been a very long season but let's get straight into it hi i'm lauren hemp and you're listening to mcw fancast Thank you so much for joining me for this very special episode where we reflect on the season campaign for Man City Women. I'm joined by Dave, Jane, Kaz and Jude. How are you all doing? Are you all all right? Yeah, good, thank you. Nice to be here. Yes, good, thank you. Happy to be here. Nice to have a chat again. Yeah, nice to to speak to everybody as usual. I mean, a bit of time has passed, to be honest. I thought I might hang on a little bit in the hopes that we might get a sign in and we can talk about that. But obviously that's not happened. But we've had... Obviously, a few uh, confirmed departures now, um, but let's start with the season on a whole. I mean, had some time to reflect on it now. How would you summarise City's season? Uh, well, obviously, very difficult season, you know, unique season with the situation where we found ourselves in, you know, no fans and things. So that, first of all, you, you throw that in and, it, you know, it must have affected the players of every club that, you know, because they've not played in those sort of atmospheres before. Uh, so you take that into account, but then on the pitch, yeah, um, you know, with a new manager and new ideas coming in, I think overall we should be quite happy with it. Um, I saw the chairman mention the other day, you know, that he wants them to be competing and they certainly did that. They won the FA Cup that was held over and we challenged for the title right till the end with a few few better results maybe early on in the season. We could well have took that title. So uh, I think it's the least we can uh, we, we can uh, expect. And um a decent run in the Champions League. We like to have gone further, but a decent run. So overall, I think a, a decent season. David just mentioned there, you know, it's, it was a relatively slow start to the season for Man City. As it, it almost took us some time to pick up some momentum. And, and it, it almost came a bit too late, essentially costing us the league title. But it was a, a strong finish under Gareth Taylor and the fight to keep the pressure on Chelsea that really should be celebrated, which I know will carry on to next next season. I mean, what do you think, James? Um, definitely, like you say, you know, it was a bit of a slower start than we'd all hoped for to the season. But, you know, Gareth's coming in as a new manager and it takes players that little bit of time to get used to everything. I think towards the end of the season, it really showed that everything had gelled together really well. Um, so I think if we can kind of take that momentum into next season and start off in the vein that we finished this season, there's definitely a lot to be positive about. New manager, new ideas, new philosophy. It could have ended very differently um, but how do you reflect on Taylor's first season in charge at the club and and what he's brought to this city side I think I mean similar to what what Joan and Dave were saying as well you know a new manager comes in new philosophies maybe different ways of playing you know it takes time to to bed it down 
Um, and, and whilst a lot of the players may have known Gareth because he's been around obviously the academy for a long time um, with the under 18s, um, it's very different from training with them and, and on a daily basis. Um, so you know, fair enough. You've got to give the got to give the fellow time to to bed down. Um, and I think given the number of new players coming in as well, I think that just sort of adds to it. So you know, the fact that we saw a slower start. You know, I'm, I'm fairly realistic. You know, it's it didn't really surprise me, um, to to be fair. Um, but but that run from before Christmas through to the end is, was 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 fantastic. You know, um, and it, and it shows the the determination there. Um, you know, and I'm interested to see how what signings are made over the summer to look at how he wants to model his team because he's pretty much inherited that team. Um, so you know what? What? Who, who does he want to bring in, and, and how does he want to develop the team going forward? Um, but yeah, if you look at it from a results, like Dave said, you know we won, we won the FA Cup, um, <clears throat> second in the league. Um, yeah, a, a better run in the Champions League would have been great. Um, but you can't really grumble about that season. And, and it surprises me when you know earlier in the season there was a lot of. There was a lot of tailor out, you know, and I think it's just, it's, it's, yeah, pathetic. If, if I'm being, if I'm being honest with it, um, you know, you, you've got to give people time to, uh, to settle in. Um, so, so yeah, I'm looking forward to next season. Do you feel like Gareth has got the, the fans on side now? Oh, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because not being at the games, it's, it can be quite difficult to judge. What, what people think, um, you know, unless you're spending a lot of time on, on social media. I, d I don't know whether, because Dave obviously manages the Twitter account, I don't know whether Dave's better to, to answer that than, than I would. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I want to see him progress and, and, and let's see what he can do next year. I, th I think Gareth coming in, we've got to remember, he came in to replace Nick, essentially who'd been an incredibly successful manager for us, probably more successful than the club would have hoped for, if they're being honest, when they set out in 2014. Um, Mick won trophy after trophy, a really successful period, and we all got used to challenging straight away for, for, for major trophies. So Gareth had a tall act to follow, uh, but it is difficult to come in. You know, that, that, that in itself brings its own um, problems for a manager, doesn't it? To, to follow a successful manager rather than to go into a club that's struggling. So Gareth had a high benchmark to hit. Um, and as Jude said, new philosophies, new training regimes, there's bound to be differences. Even though he kept the same backroom staff, which I think was important, and we discussed that, I think there will have been a day-to-day -day changing thing because he, every manager's different. Um, new players, as Jude said as well, to bed in. And then the, the situation that we were all in with the, the, the oddness of the game. So it's not surprising we had a, a slightly slower start. Also, throw into that the massive factor of Lauren Hemp getting injured in the Community Shield. I think if Lauren Hemp had been fit for that first half of the season, we all know how good she is. She's a world beater. And that's what's been proven in the, from Christmas. And she, she only played for Christmas and she's just one young player of the year again. So imagine if she was playing from August. She could have definitely been worth an extra two or three points. And those two or three points would have won us the title. That's the bottom line of it. So, you know, we were very close. Barring a world save, a worldy save from Berger, we could now be sitting here champions. So, overall, I think he's done a good job. 
and it, it's there to be built on now and, and to push on next season. I think the only thing that used to irritate me, and, and again, you don't see what goes on behind behind closed doors and in the training, um, but and, and Rose is obviously no longer with us, but he would never play Rose in her natural position. And, and maybe that's why we didn't get the best out of her as well. Um, but obviously, you never you never know what goes on behind behind closed doors. But I think that was, from, from a gripe, that would probably be my only gripe. Because, I mean, Janet on Twitter has said, um, she says, good season, but not great. Uh, what do you feel we need to do to, to step it up to the next level next season? I would like to see another striker come in. Some of the goals have come a lot from, like, Midfielders, haven't there? There's been quite a few Chloe, from Chloe, Chloe and that, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But the rumours about uh, Vicky Lasada, if yeah. she comes in, I think that could be a really good buy for us. I mean, we've we've spoke about how, you know, we've had conversations about where, you know, we've had a good spray of goals, but we've not necessarily really found a replacement, really, for, for Paulina Bremer. Do, no. you, do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I think, like I said, Vicky Lasada, if she comes in or we get another striker up front to work with Helen, then hopefully we can get some more goals as well because our goal tally was, wasn't as good, was it? As what Chelsea's yeah, were. Chelsea yeah, yeah. In the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I sort of agree. We, we, we did, you know, we did score a lot of goals, but if you look at, we're going to be playing next season with no Chloe Kelly, no Sam Lewis, and if you think of the amount of goals those two contributed to a game... Yeah. It does leave a bit of a, a bit of a gap there where you're looking like right, okay, who are we gonna get in? Who's gonna who's gonna kind of lift that that goal kind of benchmark up and who's gonna score those goals that that kind of Chloe and Chloe and Mewis will have set up and, and scored themselves. Do you think Ellen White would feel a little bit frustrated with I mean she's contributed in other ways this season without a doubt, but do you think she'd be a little bit frustrated with her return this season? Yeah, I think she 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 may have been. Probably she she's really, she's pretty good with the hold up play. Yeah, as yeah. well. You know, it's she's there to to bang the goals in in the net. But you know, it's sometimes what she does off the ball and or, or just holding that ball up to try and stay on side. That, that's the, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. And I think you know maybe maybe the uh, it's great. I love Ellen White, and, yeah. and I was really pleased that she's extended her contract. Yeah. Um, and I was watching the interview that, that she did with City and you know, she's sort of talking there about things that she needs to develop on. And I'm thinking, yeah, be on side when you score your goal. So it happens, you know, it, it happens. But, um, but yeah. I was playing FIFA the other day and I must have scored about four times and every time Ellen scored, it was offside. I think it's <laughs> 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 that's pretty realistic yeah so realistic <laughs> I, I think uh, I think Juden Kaz have called that pretty well there because I think we do need a new striker uh, but I'm glad Ellen stayed if you can find a partner for her she's such a good as Jude says such a good hold up player yeah. she's a, a delight to play against if you're an out and out uh, play alongside sorry if you're an out and out goal scorer so if the rumours of someone like you know Khadija Shaw or someone like that comes true and we get that sort of striker alongside Ellen. It takes the lift off Ellen and also it could end up being a really strong partnership, which is something we've not had for a couple of years up front. Um, so, yeah, I agree with the guys there. I think a striker is a priority. Uh, but I am also pleased that Ellen's staying. So, 
I mean, let's let's talk about the recent players that have committed to the club because obviously we've had we've got Ellen White signing a new contract extension, Laura Coombs and Demi Stokes in there as well. I mean, how pleasing is it, obviously, to see these players commit to the club? Um, yeah, really good. They're all uh, they're all committing. We know what a great player Demi is. Laura Coombs, we couldn't have asked anything more from Laura Coombs when she's come on the pitch. She scored some absolute worldies. So I think you always need those players kind of who you know you can rely on um, when they come on. It's really good to have them kind of committing to the contracts and and extending the stays because they're all top quality players. So I was just trying to say, it's just trying to keep that squad depth, you know, so for the players that, that have moved on, it's making sure we keep that, that volume and the quality and the numbers up because, you know, have, having, having now seen the squad rotate um, and it's happened a lot more, this season you know it's it's that that's what we need to do and it's taking that up that next level um yeah. to to really sort of push push ahead and give us I was about this the other day and obviously with the, the obviously the implementation of the the five sub rule now and obviously having those five substitutes rather than the three is that something you'd like to see obviously carry into next season now because it it has enabled obviously teams to utilize their squads and I, and i've actually really enjoyed having that as a, a sort of option. I think it could be good for certainly the first part of the season because, you know, okay, one, we don't know when the season's going to start, mm-hmm. um, but we know the Olympics ends on the 6th of August and we know that the Champions League first rounds are the back end of August as well. So pre-season, there's pretty much not a lot. Um, so, you know, having that, having that um, fluidity to be able to move people in and out a little bit more, I think would certainly benefit at the, at the first half of the season. Yeah, definitely. Not quite sure how I think about it going going forward. Maybe I'm just a bit old old fashioned. But um, yeah, if it if it suits, then then yeah, I'm for it. I've just really I've just really enjoyed seeing Gareth utilize the depth this season. Like I, I've spoke to Dave about how I I really don't feel that there's any one particular player that hasn't really been called upon that hasn't played their part this season. And and I've quite enjoyed that just to see, you know, those sort of players like, you know, Laura Coon, Jess Park coming into the squad that have, have, have really, you know, shown their worth. And it just it's just nice to see them be given an opportunity. And 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 it I think it adds a little bit more to that sort of competition for paces. And I think that's that's quite healthy to have within the squad as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We didn't see as much as Jess Park as I thought we might have done this season. No. She was, there was a little spell early on when she was, uh, I remember played Everton in the Conti Cup, she had a great game and scored, but uh, she's young and, and you know, Gareth gives young players, you know, the legs at times, so I'm sure she'll come good. And uh, Laura Coombs is a, is a player, I'm a, I'm a real fan of Laura Coombs and the departures the, the we've had from midfield, the two Americans going back and things like that, Laura could be one of the players to shine from that because she could get an extended run in the side. And as James said, whenever we called on her last season, we've spoke about this before, uh, Emma, you know, she was outstanding in some of the games. If you think about um, United away and Liverpool in the Conti Cup, those are two games that spring to mind where she was just on fire. She's running the midfield. She's a very experienced player, former champion, you know, and I think she's been a little bit unlucky to not get more game time. And I, I like Laura Coombs, so I'm glad she's committed. Same with Demi. Um, because the quality players, you'd struggle to find a better replacement, I think, in, in that position. 
you know, we've got more important positions where we do need to find replacements for Maker. So I'm glad that they've all, um, the three that you mentioned, have, have all committed to the club. I know G spoke about having that depth and, and hopefully carrying that forward into next season with the loss of the players that we've had. But how many players realistically, uh, this is a question from Neil on Facebook, how many players realistically do you think we need to, to sign this summer? I also suppose it depends upon what happens with the likes of Jill. You know, she she went on loan to Everton. Will she will she come back or will she stay stay with Everton? We don't know. Um, KB um, again. I mean, you know, such a shame that she's been injured again um, with, with the hamstring. Um, but um, you know, her her contract's up. We don't know what's going to happen with KB. Is there are there any other players that are out of contract? Um, well, if if you're reading, obviously Emma Sanders, uh, yeah. yes. the article yeah. uh, today, um, yeah. which I've got to hand, <laughs> Lee is might go on a permanent deal to Brighton, obviously following a successful loan deal there uh, this season. Um, like you said, Jill Scott signing permanently for Everton is a, a possibility. What else have we got? <laughs> it was quite a lot, to be fair, wasn't there? There was Ethan Mannion. Yeah, rumoured to United, quite possibly. Yeah. I mean, how would you feel about that if that was to happen? Personally, I'm taking all rivalries out of it now. And so I like, I mean, Ethan Mannion's a player that, with Megan going, again, um, I would, I'd like to have seen Ethan stay at City, hopefully. I mean, it's only a rumour at the moment, so she might do, because she is quite versatile, isn't she? She can play across that back four. Yeah. Primarily centre half, isn't she? She was she was yeah. mainly centre half when she was at Birmingham. I think the challenge is we we due to injuries, she's not really played. Um yeah. but you know, Megan's gone, Gemma's gone. It's a bit, you know, there's there's rumours about Del Camper, you know, so so that's what two so so we've lost two defenders, we may lose another one. Um you know, so I, I mean, I'd like her to stay. I think she's a great player. She can score a penalty. You know, <laughs> she scored a cracking <laughs> penalty against Lugano. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, I personally would like to see her uh, stay on at the club. I, you know, like you said, she offers that versatility um, in the back line. And, and I think, I don't think she's had the opportunity to actually show what she can do uh, because obviously that unfortunate ACL took her out for such a, a lengthy period of time that... She's just not had that opportunity and, it, you know, it's been difficult for her to obviously come into the squad given the, the quality that we've got. But potentially moving forward, you know, dependent on obviously what does happen, it, it certainly there could be an opening. And a player like Aoife, I feel, who, you know, knows the club, who's versatile, who can adapt, you know, can drop in. And and I think that's the kind of player that we need. Like you uh, said, in, in terms of depth, it certainly gives and offers more in terms of options. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think unfortunately, due to the injury, she's not really had time to, to shine and show everybody what she can do. She was playing so well up until she got injured. Yeah. Um, that it, 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 I think it'd be a real shame if she went. I think it'd be a real shame. I'd be, I'd be sad to see her go. Players sometimes have to go if they feel they're not getting enough minutes. They they've got to go where where they think that they can get their minutes. The, 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 I think the pivotal thing is is Dal Camper, isn't it? There, if she stays, you know, she goes. Like Jude said, we've lost Gemma Bonner as well. You know, that's pretty much too. You know, is Steph going to be able to play all season? You know, we've had this injury at the end of this season. You know, you need cover. You need quality cover as well. 
With our Kemper situation at the moment, it, it's there's such a massive question mark over it for me. Um, yeah. You know, to sign that deal, essentially, obviously, um, you know, is, was it a two-and-a-half-year deal as well? Yeah. So, they said she was going to come for two years initially this summer, wasn't they? But then she came early, came in January, two-and-a-half years. But yeah. then towards the end of the season, he wasn't playing. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, I think it showed the intent as, as a, you know, a permanent fixture within the back line because... I thought within that sort of half a season, she'd have enough time to bed in with eyes on probably next season, you know, in terms of getting her in the squad and regular playing time. And just, she's been so brilliant as well since she's come into the squad. It just shows her quality as a, a professional player as well. I've been really impressed with her. And I think she's one of those players that have, you know, gone under the radar. If you look at obviously what she's, uh, contributed in terms of you know the last six months especially and how good she actually has been at the back she's been pretty solid she's tidy you know she offers a lot of um, strength at the back and is a, a really good consistent player so yeah I, I'm a bit disappointed to hear that that potentially she could be moving on it would be a shame it would be disappointing if she kind of if she did did move on after this summer I think obviously you don't know, you know, you don't know what goes on. You don't know for her, maybe moving away wasn't what she thought it was going to be. You know, I don't know the reasons behind why the rumour is that she's going back, whether it's just that the club want her back, um, but she'd be happy to stay or so it would be a it would be a shame if she if she does go. And obviously, like you say, it's another massive position to fill. You know, Alex Greenwood can play along the back, but it's still it's still kind of that depth that you need in the squad throughout the season. It's uh hopefully, hopefully she'll stay and she'll be happy and have a good successful spell here. Yeah, I mean let's talk about confirmed departures then obviously no probably big surprise that obviously Sam Mewis and Rose Laval have returned to the USA. How would you summarise their time at the club and, and have you enjoyed watching them play under Gareth Taylor? Two different stories really there, isn't there? I think Sam was a complete success from day one. She looked strong. She looked powerful. Uh, she looked the world-class player we were told she was. Uh, dominated games, fantastic goals, box-to-box running. Uh, um, you know, really powerful play. and Really influential on the team and the team around her. Um, Rose, as Jude said, didn't seem to be played, A, enough, and B, when he did play, sometimes not in what we were told was her preferred position. So, I'm no expert on, on where she played before she came to City. I didn't watch much of her in the, in the American League, so maybe someone else would be a better place to comment on that. But I would say Sam was a complete success. Rose was a partial success. You could see she was a quality player, world-class player, and I would personally would like to have seen a lot more of her. Sam, I, to be fair, I didn't know too much about Sam before she came in, um, but she she really impressed me. Um, thought thought she was great. Um, and, and Rose again, like like Dave said, you could see like glimpses and glimmers of of what she can do. I mean, she's so quick footed, and you know the way she can just sort of trans, you know, with, with the hit. With what what do they call her? Is it the Simpsy Swivel or something? Yeah, it's the, uh, so she's so so quick with the movement. Um, is you know it's it's been great to watch, but yeah, sadly we didn't we didn't get to see see enough. And I know she had it, she was carrying an injury when she came. To City, and I think she picked she picked up another one. Was it at Everton? Um, right, yeah. yeah, she picked up another one there, and I think there was a few other sort of niggles as well. So, um, and and it's it must be hard 
moving to to a different country you know people deal with these things in in different ways you know and certainly under the pandemic conditions as well um you know it it, it can be difficult for players that maybe they don't settle um but yeah it's disappointing that we won't see them next year but um you know obviously we'll hey, you never know they might come back <laughs> <laughs> Never say never. I mean, the way obviously she she spoke, uh, you know, she did a post and that it seemed really genuine. And you know, you can see from the relationships on, on, across social media as well that they did look to have formed some really good friendships as well there. So it, it is really nice to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So hopefully, some fond memories to take back to the USA. <laughs> Uh, also, obviously, confirmation that um, Gemma Bonner has left the club uh, for Louisville and Megan Campbell, obviously a great loyal player to, to the club uh, and a fan favourite as well, um, obviously departs. Um, not sure where her on what club may be, but it's rumoured that it possibly be Liverpool. Yeah, I think it's been a shame for, for Megan over these past couple of seasons. She's just never really managed to kind of get to full fitness um, there's always been one thing or another holding her back when she's recovered from one, one injury there's been another one around the corner so I think like you say you know a real favourite with the fans Megan um, and it's it's a sad to see her go but hopefully you know if it is somewhere like Liverpool she goes she'll have a real good success there yeah definitely and obviously we wish all the players the best at their onward clubs who do you think in, in an ideal world who would be your sort of ideal targets for the summer? Ooh, that Sam Mewis from America looks good. Uh, I'd like, I'd like <laughs> it. It's like Jane said before, we've lost a lot of goals out of the side there with uh, Chloe's. I mean, I'm devastated still about Chloe's injury. I mean, just, that's just put a real dampener on the end of the season for me because she was, I mean, what a signing she was. Outstanding. Um, such Just fit straight into the team. You know, rightfully player of the year. You know, the OSC player of the year. I mean, just just rightfully because she was just so good all season. Even when the team weren't playing that well early on, she she was shining. And for a season turn like that was just you know that that's what ruined the end of the season for me. Even you know more so than not winning the title. Um, so with her being unfortunately injured probably for most of next season and Sam going, as Jane said before, that's a hell of a lot of goals out the side. The year before we had Pauline Bremer, as you mentioned, Emma, twenty four goals I think she got. So that, again, it's a lot of goals. So we, we do need to find a goal scorer there, as we were saying before, someone to go up top alongside Ellen. So, I, I mean, have you guys seen much of this Khadija Shaw? You know, can, can you comment on her? Because she seems to be the one that's getting linked with us a lot, especially I've seen some today on, on Twitter saying that, you know, she's definitely leaving uh, France. Yeah, I, I don't, I honestly don't know all that much about her, to be honest. Um, it's not a league that I watch, uh, but obviously hearing really good things, and, you know, she's a tactical player. And I think going forward, that that's what we need, a clinical uh, finisher. And she seems to have that. And I think that's what we're looking for more than anything, it, or what we should be looking for anyway, is that somebody that can, uh, you, you know, be tactical, um, that can keep control of the ball and, and do something with it. And mm. that is pretty, you know, clinical in terms of front of goal. I think... What we've missed is obviously that um, the the end product, and I think that's you know where we need to be looking. I've just been thinking uh, Beth England for me. She's not playing a lot for Chelsea, so I'd like her to see her at ours. 
watching his football of the year last, you know, season before, and then this yeah. season, yeah. not seen to play as many games, and you know, yeah. so it's, she must fancy playing more games. So yeah, certainly proven player in our league. Is I mean, also the, the other one we've been linked with today, obviously, I think Kaz mentioned it before, the Barcelona skipper from midfield. Um, so I mean, that's the caliber of players we need to be going for, and, and if these rumors come off, there's two to start us off. If we if we got Shaw and the Barca captain, you know, in like, early, because as due to, we haven't got much of a pre-season to work with these players. So yeah. um, it's sooner the better. I think the transfer window officially opens, someone said on the 11th. So we might not see anything before the 11th. It's just going to be rumours on the 11th of June. So it's not far off it's this week. I think, yeah, um, it's really difficult at the moment because obviously a lot of the focus is obviously on Team GB and obviously the England mm. camp and, and one thing and another. So in, in terms of, you know, movement and action. And, you know, it's hard to say when that might come, but obviously people are sort of <laughs> impatiently waiting to obviously hear some news. Um, I would but- suggest four or five top signings this summer, depending on, as Jude says, some mitigating circumstances. Jill, KB, are they staying where they are? Are they coming back? You know, there's things like that to take into account. Is anyone going out on loan? Um, but top, top players, we, we I would say four. Of which we've mentioned two possibles there. Beth England's another one. There's probably people asking if she's happy at Chelsea. I would be genuinely surprised though if we heard anything about those sort of deals being done before, obviously the Olympics. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be after. So what, what what dates the Olympics again, Jude? The I think the first match is the is it the 17th of july i have i have got it on my phone somewhere but uh so that's going to run and i think the last i think the final is the 6th of august yeah so it's, it's going to be late isn't it and if you look at last summer he did do i know alex and lucy were held over but we pretty much knew they were coming didn't we but the others the others were all done quite early weren't they i remember chloe being particularly early um so i wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of early deals yeah. Um, Spain not in the Olympics, so you know there's. Yeah. If they so I, would not, I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of early deals in the next week or so, and then maybe later on they might do them and not announce them, sort of thing. You know, like you say, well, they're concentrating on the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, whilst we're on the Olympics, obviously eleven Manchester City players, including if you include obviously KB and, and Jill Scott into that, uh, named for the Team GB's women's football squad. Um, fantastic to see uh, such strong club representation, especially on a on a global stage. Absolutely, it's great, and it's great to see Caroline Weir in there as well. Um, obviously, representing Scotland. Um, I have to say, I was I was shocked that Alex Greenwood mm. wasn't in there. Yeah. In in that lineup, I mean, she's again with with the Olympics. You're playing a game every three days, so so the first game is is the seventeenth. Sorry, the 21st of July is the first the first game um, on the Wednesday, and we play again on the Saturday. Um, so it's, it's one every three games. So, you know, you need the versatility of players. So somebody like Alex, who can play centre-half and, and obviously left-back, you know, for me, that, that probably would have edged it over the likes of Millie Bright, who's, you know, although she's played in the England squad for a while, um, okay, we don't know, hopefully Steph will be fit, but... You know they've they've never really had that that great partnership, um, whereas I think Steph and Alex have started to build a good partnership this this season as well. So, so yeah, so that was a bit of a 
bit of a surprise. But yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Really looking forward to seeing it. And they must be so proud to uh, to be representing um, GB as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, obviously, there's been some sort of questions, probably not asked by City fans, but most certainly of rival clubs of of obviously that kind of balance of the experience and the the young sort of players that are, are going to Tokyo. Um, for me, I'm. I think it's a, a great squad. Um, I think it, it. You know, I think there's great balance in there. I think you need the experience, especially going to a tournament like like the Olympics. Jill, KB, Steph. You know, three players there that have been there, done it, and will want to go. You know, one or two better this time round. Mm-hmm. Ellen as well. Ellen was there. Yeah, Ellen as well. Sorry, yeah. It's such a rare thing. I mean, they're all they're all be incredibly proud to play for the countries. You know, England and Scotland and. Wales are all very proud, you know, to, to represent the countries and everything. But this is something else, as, again, isn't it? Because it's, it's, it's even rarer. You know, it's, it, we didn't have one last time, did we? So it's been eight years since the last time. And even if it stays, it's going to be only be once every four years. So it's a real, you know, it's a real feather in the caps of old people in the squad. Nine, nine years ago. <laughs> 2012. Nine years, yeah, you're right. Nine years, yeah. I'm pretty sure we can all say we've got very good memories um, of that. So, uh, you know, it's definitely something to look forward to this summer as well. And, you know, I'd be really excited to see how well and, and how far we can go. And, and I think with the squad that we've got, I think it, it is a very strong squad that, that potentially could go, you know, all the way and, and have most certainly have success. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, so we've got, was it Chile, Japan and Canada? In, in our group. So can, for me, Canada's the, the tough one. Yeah. Um, Japan, I guess that can depend upon whether fans are allowed in um, because they could be, you know, got, got, the, got the home crowd behind you. Um, but on the flip side, that worked really well for, 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 for England in, in the 2015 World Cup when, the, when they played Canada in, in Canada and, and, and they beat them. So, um, Chile, yeah, I mean, you've got Christine Endler in goal. <laughs> She's just an absolute brick wall for PSG, isn't she? Who's now rumoured to be going to Lyon. Um, but, um, you know, she, she's, she's a brick wall. So, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I just hope we can, hope we can get out of the groups. There should be no reason why we can't. No, absolutely not. So will you be watching? <laughs> Yeah, already blocked the time out in my calendar. I'm <laughs> yeah, having my lunch at half past eight in the morning. In the day. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll find a way, I'm sure. <laughs> um, obviously, we've had a few questions coming in. Obviously, we spoke already about comings and goings of the squad. <laughs> Without football, life is boring. I think you touched on it, upon it before, Dave, about penalties. The question on everyone's lips, uh, why our City was so rubbish at penalties? <laughs> if I knew the answer to that, then they might give me a job. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's something that seems to have run through the whole club this season. But yeah, it must be a psychological thing that you know, once you've missed one or two, then they just be- the goal becomes smaller and smaller. I think, um, I think it's uh, uh, something that's translated to the 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 bigger games. Let's say, I don't I don't think. Um, you know, but obviously they're the ones that obviously stand out more. I think obviously the Barcelona being the, the game that obviously was, you know, the, the worst <laughs> in terms of obviously penalties. But 
why are we so rubbish? But on the other hand, why is Chloe's Kelly uh, one up to take a penalty so good? <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, that's something out of the Karate Kid, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, you know, the... oh, James says it's affected every player at the club, men and women. We've seen great players. Chloe's missed one. We saw Sergio Aguero missed yeah. one. You know, it seems to be out across the club, but hopefully it's a one off. We'll put it down to last season's problems, and in the new season, we'll be really good at them. Yeah. And if um, not, we'll, we'll have Ellie, Ellie Roberts take school, though, you know, <laughs> they've, kept, they've kept the entire club back over summer for uh, penalty <laughs> training. Yeah. yeah. Men, women, a lot. I'd love to go to that, me, penalty, penalty kick training. I feel, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I just, I would love to ask Chloe, like, <clears throat> why? Honestly, and I don't think I've seen anyone else do it either. No. So it's really unique to, to Chloe, and and you know, to be fair, you know, she has had some scored some cracking penalties as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah given to, uh, to Lauren, she'll score. Yeah, yeah, she's confident. You need you need a bit of confidence when you're taking a penalty. I think. Than well, you do. Lauren. You need you need to be. It's all about confidence, really, because in reality, no professional footballer shouldn't be able to hit the target from 12 yards out yeah. so it does come down to kind of a psychological thing and a confidence thing and just that feeling that you know you're going to put the ball in the back of the net yeah my dad used to say to me blast it at the goalkeeper's head because they always dive <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if nothing else works we'll use that <laughs> I've taken the new uh, penalty taker <laughs> Craig has uh, sent a question and he really upset me actually before. In fact, he's ruined Twitter for me today. Um, who would you like to see as captain after Steph retires? I mean, what sort of question oh, is oh, that? Oh. us. Honestly, honestly, really ruined my day <laughs> with that one. I mean, we're not, we're not answering that. No, Steph isn't going <laughs> to retire. Uh, Steph is formidable. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that would be a, a very, very sad day. I, I haven't got, I haven't got a, a player in mind at the moment, <laughs> Kira Walsh. But <laughs> I was going to say, no player in mind because they haven't been born yet. Whoever it is, it's going to be that far off. They've not been born. We don't know who they are. I think you've, I think you've just hit the nail on the head there anyway. Emma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's a matter of fact that we've enjoyed some highs, we've enjoyed some lows this season, but uh, what have been your standout moments from this season campaign? It's a difficult one this season, isn't it? Obviously, it's not been in the grounds. It's not been great for any of us. Um, well, certainly not been as good as it would have been if we'd all been there. You know, we've had great times even when we've lost games because we've had such good away days and stuff, and I've really missed all that. Um, obviously, winning the FA Cup, massive. Yeah, brilliant, that. Um you know, trip to Wembley. That's all we can do it again next season. We can all go this time. I believe it'll be in December. Never been to Wembley in December. That could be different. <laughs> we can all go with our Christmas hats on. Um, so, you know, uh, I would say uh, rather than a particular moment, I'll say that my outstanding memory of the season is going to be Chloe Kelly. How good she was coming into a new side and how the consistency of her performances was just outstanding. Yeah, um, I've never seen a new player come in. And don't forget, she was probably the signing that caused the least stirring last summer. There was a lot of coverage yeah. of Alex Greenwood and Snake this, Snake that. And then there was Lucy Bronze, you know, coming back to City is a massive thing. The American World Cup winners coming in. 
Chloe was probably the, the least, uh, sorry, the most under the radar signing that we made. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she was just even when the team weren't performing well, I felt she did. Mm. Um, right from the very first game, right from the community shield, I thought she's played a great game considering it's a debut, and it yeah. never ever dropped no. that, that consistency level for me. So that's my highlight is her her consistency, and that's why I was so devastated with that injury at the end of the season. I mean, Caroline, we're scoring worldies in derbies again. No. <laughs> that's always that's always a big moment in the season. I mean, it's it's what we've come to expect. It's an annual event, but you know, it's just enjoy it. Reaction to that goal as well. Yeah, yeah, the way laughing. Yeah, that was obviously rewarded goal of the season as well. I mean, unbelievable uh, finish from Caroline Weir, and and as you say, come Derby Day, you you're expecting it now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It'll just be right, Caroline. When you're going to score your world? That'll be what we're waiting for. Definitely. Um, if if you guys could have been in the stadium for any one game this season, what would it have been? The derby. Yeah, I was going to say Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. yeah. Chelsea yeah, was a great game again for the yeah. year. Wasn't it? Yeah. I think yeah. sometimes it's sometimes. I mean, the, the team are fantastic. You know, it's and it's been a lot of squad squad goals and, and squad pulling together this year. But you kind of think sometimes. You feel the twelfth person, you know, and just having that crowd there, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know, that that's football, but you know, could having the crowd there influenced and, and got it over the line? We'll never know. Um, beating Barcelona at home wasn't enough to go through, but you know, we we beat the European champions. That that would have been that yeah. would have been nice. Maybe Barcelona away might have been, might have been a better one, uh, using the ethos of the, the 12th person to try and get you over the line, maybe. Um, but also watching um, Lauren Hemp's goal against Arsenal yeah, as well. Yeah. That was just magic. Yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the standout things for me yeah. this year. That, that goal um, against Arsenal, which then Chloe just sort of slotted in. But that, that was just... Yeah, that's just like top. Oh, can you can you imagine the scenes then if we'd have been there yeah. for that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the the footwork and the effort that went into that goal. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think I've any seen any one bit of individual skill as as good as that this season. Imagine yeah. imagine Arsenal at home and Caroline scored in the ninety fourth minute. Imagine what that would have been like. <laughs> would have gone down about four rows. <laughs> yeah, but these are the games where you you look back on and just think, you know, had fans have been there, could they have made the difference? Yeah. And obviously, that's a, a question that we're never going to get the answer to. But you know, hopefully, next season it's it's going to be great to see fans back in the stadium and playing their part. Well, that's it. These away days, they're all part of our lives. You know, it's what yeah. we do. It's, we, you know, up and down the country, you know, Europe, everyone goes everywhere. It's, it's, so I've had that taken away for over a year. It's, it's affected everybody and we all miss it. It's yeah. terrible. You know, it's just not the same. You know, away days at Chelsea and stuff. Even when we've got beat, we've still had a great day. Yeah. We take yeah, over that yeah. corner and, you know, it's <laughs> like saying, you're spurring the team on. There are time. Do you remember the time when we beat Chelsea in the cup and Steph was, you know, looking at us saying, come on, come on. Well, and we're yeah. and on. And those days, you know, they stick in your yeah. mind. You know, I remember the dirty looks off uh, Emma Hayes every time she spoke and we sang. No, she <laughs> was a dirty little pincher. That's their fault for doing an interview with her right in front of us, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
it wasn't the brightest, the brightest idea, was it? But um, you know, days like I always enjoy a trip to Chelsea, no matter the yeah. result. I always think it's a great day. Yeah. So things like that. I missing cup final. Missing the cup final was difficult. Mm. You, know, you know, to not be at Wembley to see your team, you know, it's, it's yeah. rare enough thing as it is for any 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 supporter, isn't it? So hopefully, um, community shield. Hopefully, we'll be you know that they'll have a community shield at Wembley and we'll be able yeah. to go. And hopefully yeah. we'll win it this time. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Fingers crossed. They haven't even announced a date for that yet, have they? Because the men's, they're looking at the men's on the 7th of August, aren't they? Mm. But I know last year, obviously it was played back to back, wasn't it? Because there was no fans. But has anybody seen any rumours of dates? Well, I just presume it'll be later due than the men's this year because the women's... It'll have to be. Yeah, yeah, it will obviously have to be. But, um, but yeah, I've not seen... I not seen any. They've not yeah. mentioned. I'm not even mentioned that it's on, but I presume it's on because you know they said it was going to be an annual thing. Yeah, it would be a travesty if they obviously bought obviously the the community shield to obviously the the women's game and then took it away. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, it's good. Be... I'm glad they've got it. It's good. I often wonder why there wasn't one. Apparently there was a few years ago and then they stopped it. And I often wonder, you know, just have it. No, it's, it's a good thing, isn't it? Usually, it, it really is a. a a curtain raises to the season. Mm. I mean, even though it is a pre-season game, you know, there's there's, there's trophy, there's a trophy on the line, and you, you know, you want to, you want to. It's good to to start the season off with a bit of uh, a bit of silverware, guys. And, so I'm I'm experience, the experiences with, with with the with the community shield or charity shield as it used to be. If you win it, great, it's a trophy. If you lose it, yeah, it's friendly. Yeah, exactly. So you, lose, you know what I mean. <laughs> Every fan does that, trust me, so, you know. <laughs> Talking about silverware, obviously City did pick up some silverware this season in the FA Cup. Um, first, obviously, piece of silverware under Gareth Taylor um, against Everton on Saturday, the 1st of November. It went to extra time, uh, which was unbelievable, but we obviously managed to see the game off uh, with two goals from uh, Georgia Stanway and Janine Becky in extra time. And we managed to obviously retain the FA Cup in back-to-back victories at Wembley. So how important was that for you guys? And, and was that obviously uh, one of the, the the best parts of the season? I think it's really important. You know, it's it's uh, you know, it's, it's a great cup. It's, it's the oldest cup in the women's game. Um, certainly in this country, um, and, and it's important that that, that that we push for it and, and to have retained it back to back. And it would be great if we can do back to back to back come come December. You know, yeah. and, and that that, mm. that match in December is going to have huge importance because it's the same date marks the anniversary of the lifting of the ban of, of the women's game. So there's going to be a lot done by. Um, sort of the FA and, and, and things like that to, uh, to sort of look, look at that. So, you know, yeah, it would be fantastic for, for City to be there um, and, and even, even better if we can be there as well in our Santa hats. Let's hope they've got a 60-foot banner saying sorry. <laughs> Do you believe that we're, obviously, the club is on this onward, onward trajectory now Um and will we see, obviously, Gareth Taylor deliver more silverware at the club for next season? Where should this team be setting their sights? And um, what are your expectations be looking ahead to next season now? I think the sights have got to be set at winning the league. That'll be where their, their sights are set. And that'll be, you know, if we can't win it, then you want to be fighting for it right till the very end. So you're right in there. But the sights should be, you know, winning the league. 
um, a really good run in Europe and, you know, trying to do the best that we can in the trophies. I think if we can, like we said, you know, if we make these signings and we've got that depth still, there's no reason that we can't compete on all those fronts um, throughout the season. So I think, you know, the pressure, it'll be a good pressure on Gareth because, you know, he wants to go ahead and do those things, but the targets will be to be successful in as many competitions as possible. And I think it'd be so good for us to get back and win the league again. Um, you know, there are so many, so many times where we end up finishing second that to win the league again, I think it'd be really special. I feel exactly the same at, at the minute. I'm not frustrated with coming second because I feel like the team have performed really well and it's deserved. But I, I kind of feel, I always look at this team and think, they have got that extra edge to go all the way and win it. And I just, and I know it can come off for them. <laughs> and I'm just, I, I don't get frustrated that it hasn't, but I just, I actually feel that they're deserving of it. Um, like I feel that this season, I feel they've been in, unfortunate, but I feel that it's, it, there's only like small little tweaks that we need to make to just get us to that next level. Yeah, I agree with you there. I agree, because we were close. If you take it from 2016, when we last won it, to, to now, we are the most consistent team in the WSL. You know, if you, if you, if you marked us on points where we finished each season, we're top of that league because we finished first. And then, is it five second places on the drop now? That's incredible consistency. Uh, Champions League qualification every time. So, that's the bare minimum. And if you watch the, the chairman's address this week, and if anyone hasn't watched it, if you, if you go on City's website and watch I think it's in part three where he addresses the women's team. He asked the same as he asked for all the teams at City that he wants them to be challenging, and he feels they, they did. They did challenge, uh, you know, challenge for every trophy they're in, treat every trophy with respect, and try and win it. And I think City do that right across the teams, right across all, all, all aspects of the club. Um, you know, to treat each trophy as, as, as a piece of silverware in its own right, and we want to win it and, and try and win it. And we, we, you know, I think. Danger. I think the priority for, for me would be to, to win that WSL. Yeah. Um, a nice run in the Champions League. And I, I'm pretty sure we'll be challenging for everything again. Because as you say, Emma, we're not far off. We just need a few tweaks and then maybe a couple of replacements for people who've left. Yeah. So overall, I'm happy with it. The PFA announced their uh, WSL Team of the Year. And within that, obviously, four Man City players have been named within the squad. Lauren Hemp, Chloe Kelly, Caroline Weir, Sam Mewis all named in the PFA WSL Team of the Year for 2021. Players that have impressed individually and collectively throughout the season, um, helping, obviously, City retain the, the FA Cup and secure that second-place finish. How impressive have you been with their uh, contributions this season? Um, I mean, the four players that have, have really shone this season. They've been fantastic and, and rightly deserved to have those have, have them in the, in the PFA Team of the Year. Um, you know, there's probably not much more we can say about Chloe and Lauren. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's pretty. It's getting to the point that we're just gushing about them now. You know, it's. I was uh, going to say, is that, a, um, is that a challenge, Judy? Are you challenging us? <laughs> <laughs> Jane, Jane rolled out the list of. Uh, I, I just didn't want to not mention it. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? no, it's, it, it's fantastic. And I think for. Certainly for the likes of Lauren and, and, you know, she's so young and you kind of think, you know, where, where is she going to end up, you know, in a few years' time? Where, what, what kind of player is she going to be? So, you know, hopefully she can stay injury-free um, and, and she's just flying and she's just so exciting to watch 
as well. You just know when she picks up that ball, um, you know, whether it's Steph sort of like crossing that ball right across the pitch, picks up that ball, controls it, and you just know something's going to happen. She's just exciting to, to watch, um, which, which as a supporter is, is brilliant, you know, and you can feel... You know, it, it's, it's been different this year, obviously, but you even sat on the sofa and you kind of like, you move forward on the sofa and like, it's got the ball, whereas, you know, and you kind of think if, that, if that's in the stadium um, with fans, um, it's it's going to be amazing. And surely that can only just push her on as well. You've got all the fans behind you. Um, you know, it's, it's just been it's just been a pleasure. And, and I just can't wait to get back to see them playing playing for real. I've got to mention Lauren Hemp as well. <laughs> Obviously, again, uh, named as PFA uh, Women's Young Player of the Year. Um, second successive year of winning this trophy. Third time of winning it. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. And to have her at the club and, and just doing what she does so consistently, week in, week out, it, it's a real privilege as a fan to watch her play, grow and develop at this club. I think this is the one that they that they really rate themselves. This is the one voted for by their opponents, by the other players and stuff as well. So, you know, this is really, you know, this, this is your, your fellow professionals are voting for you here. She didn't play a game pretty much till December, did she? I know she played in the Community Shield and got injured, but, you know, till December and she still won it. And that's how good she was. And as Jude says, she's just so good to watch. And I know we've said it time and time again, but it's true. She just, you never know what she's going to do. And she, we've seen her destroy teams. And she's just got that in her locker. And, and I think she's I think she's the first player ever to win it three times, to win a PFA award three times, men or women, which is a fantastic accolade for her. Um, I would argue maybe her closest driver possibly would have been Chloe for the Young Player of the Year. I'm not sure what the age restrictions are on, on that award. But, um, yeah, I'm really, really made up for and, and for the, the four girls to get into the team of the year. It's brilliant. It's, it's, it's feathers in the cap of all of them, undeserved. Yeah, yeah, I think the age limit's if it's the same as the men, which I don't see why it wouldn't be. I think the age limit's twenty three. So no, it changed last September. Oh, 21. Sorry, 21. 21 last September. It used um, to be twenty three. Yeah, sorry. Imagine if it was still twenty three, she'd be winning it six years on the trot. <laughs> but even at twenty one, she could still win it next year. Because you've got to be, you've got to be. It's the age at the start of the season. Yeah, that's right. I think it's the age so, on the first so, yes, so she could still win it for next season as well. Should they just rename the trophy? Yeah, I'll put a tenner on it now. Yeah, yeah, let's just do it now. Yeah. I'll put a tenner on it now. It is so special and it's it's only what she deserves for, for the fantastic football that she's played this season. And again, just another player that I'm really looking forward to to getting back in the stadium and watching next season. Um, I'm just going to go on a bit of a tangent here now. I just want to say uh, thank you so much. and I honestly can't believe that we've reached 100 episodes. Um, and I'd just like to put on record my thanks to the club for supporting the podcast over the last few seasons, to all the listeners and everyone who engaged with us across the social medias, especially this season, as it's been um, very different, exceptional, in fact. But I appreciate you sticking with us. And we've had some great messages congratulating us on reaching this milestone and it really makes it all worthwhile. So thank you very much. Um, I also just want to thank everyone who's contributed to the podcast over the last season, to all our guests, including yourselves and the OSC, who have played such an important part of the podcast this season. 
I'm honestly just wondering now whether I should uh, cancel my Zoom um, subscription or <laughs> to keep it going. Um, we've all faced so many challenges over this last year and I know um, I've appreciated having the podcast as a bit of a, an outlet as it's been a distraction from what's going on in the in the outside world, I suppose. So thank you to you all. Um, football is nothing without its fans and I can't wait to hopefully be back in the stadium and enjoying our beautiful game together again next season. So enjoy the summer, everyone. And thank you so much for everything you've done uh, with the podcast this season. Well, I think you should be massively proud, Emma, of, you know, reaching the 100 episodes. It's been it's been a difficult year. So to, to be able to kind of come through and stay on and doing this, I think you should be proud of all the hard work you put into it and the amazing podcast that you put out. Yeah, well, it's, it's nothing obviously without you guys. So honestly, I really do appreciate it. And everyone, like I said, that's contributed and got involved and sent questions and gives us something to talk about, even though we have talked a lot about Lauren <laughs> and <laughs> Chloe Kelly. Um, <laughs> Big up to the rest of the team. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Emma, on 100 episodes. No, yeah, you did a brilliant job. Keep keep it up. She'll be really proud of what you've been doing. Yeah, thank you ever so much. Enjoy the summer, guys. Um, and hopefully we'll all catch up again soon. In person, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, take care, guys, and I'll speak to you all soon. Bye, Emma. Emma. Bye. Take care. Bye. And that's it for our final episode of this 2021 season. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks to Dave, Jane, Kaz and Jude from the OSC for joining me on this week's show. We'll be back hopefully in September after the summer for the start of the season with our preview. And if you're not, make sure you're following us on social media at MCW Fancast. Stay safe, everyone, and have a great summer.